Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And yes, we know we did not do a post-Arizona Alabama podcast. We warned you. We warned you. We did tell you uh, I wasn't going to be on it, but Jason didn't get home until 3 a.m. And sorry guys, but um, it was just exhausting. So we're here to do a little quick recap of the Arizona-Alabama game and then preview Arizona versus FAU, who they are playing on Saturday in Las Vegas. We are imminently leaving for Las Vegas as well after this podcast is recorded. So we're going to get into it right now. But before we do, as usual... Here's a word from our sponsor. A word from our sponsor right now. Um, investing should be easy, buy low and sell high, but what seems simple can get tricky in a complex field. It is too easy to encounter pitfalls in the investment space, but seeking professional advice can help you reach your goals. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we're your local professionals based right here in Tucson. Let us help you create a personalized investment portfolio that reflects your unique risk tolerance, time horizon, and goals. Visit our website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. Good job, babe. Thanks, babe. I can read. Proud of you. Yay. Um, yay. Well, we're here to do the podcast. We had some people start asking questions about midday today, like, where's the podcast? Um, yeah, there's. it's just... I did and, go to bed. I was yeah. so tired. And uh, just so people know, we are going to do a football signing day podcast. We're going to let these next couple, this next week or so settle with the Alamo Bowl and basketball that. And we'll uh, we'll come back with a uh, signing day podcast reviewing the class. And also, I assume there, there may be a couple some more news, additions. There some new I'm, additions. Yeah, well, I'm going to be in a car tomorrow, driving through a, a desert with no cell phone connection. So... I assume that multiple, multiple, we will all be in the car uh, together, but yes, we will definitely, the minute we lose cell service, there'll be yeah. a commitment as usual. Since people are going to ask, I know it's not written, Shelby, Zoom Diallo is indeed deciding on Saturday. Zoom. Uh, as of this recording, Thursday night at 1023 Strong PM. chance. Um, there, he has not committed to a school yet. Uh, I'm not sure that he is 100% settled on where he is going. In the last 24 to 48 hours, I've heard he's going to Gonzaga. I've heard he's going to Arizona. And I've heard he's going to Washington. Wow. The only school I haven't heard he's going to is USC. USC. I do believe that USC is completely out. Um... Arizona is very, very much in the picture. Uh, all I'll say on this podcast for public consumption is that there are a lot of people around him that want him to go to a lot of different places. And I think that he's struggling a little bit with it. And we'll see when it's time to decide on Saturday what he decides. Hopefully I'll get a, a hint before then. I'm assuming I will, but... I am being honest and sincere when I say I don't know where he's going because I don't think he knows where he's going. Well, that's fair. All right. Thank you for that update. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, just to re start with recapping Arizona, Alabama. 87-74, to 74, a Wildcat win. Fun game to cover. Yeah, you had fun. Uh, 
the arena sound travels very well in that arena. I, I, I know it gave off the vibe that it was sold out or close to it. There were actually quite a few empty sections, the upper sections, full sections that were, that were empty, but sound definitely traveled really well. It was loud. Uh, there was overflow media. So, uh, I, as well as a couple other media members were basically covering the game from like a club. Unfortunately, the bar wasn't open, but it would have been awesome if it was. Uh, but yeah, good atmosphere, fun game to go to, and all that. Shout out Arizona fans, making yourselves loud and noticeable. Yeah, they were they were so bored during the ASU game in advance that uh, you could hear the chants on TV. Yeah, it broke out. There were more Arizona fans than ASU fans within like the first five minutes of that game. It was awesome. It was funny because Brielle walked in um, at the beginning of the Arizona game, and she's like, "Ugh." Why are there ASU fans still in the crowd? You can see them on TV. And I said, well, they just want to watch a real basketball game. There were, there were multiple fan highlights. Shout out to my guy online who, uh, that I know, uh, Warden, Tyler Warden, uh, tweeted at me that he was the guy that did the shoey. Uh, someone nice. said he, he may or may not have also won a, the 50-50 raffle and done another shoey. Wow. So please, could, Tyler, night. if you're listening, please confirm. That that's true. I hope you didn't get like an amoeba or anything. Uh, no, 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 Shelby. We're grown men here. Um, also, shout out to Arizona fans. They put a five-year-old kid, I believe he was five, maybe six, uh, on the big screen wearing an ASU sweatshirt. And he had no idea what was going on. But, man, that kid got booed. <laughs> and I'm very proud. I was very proud of the Arizona fan base in that moment. Yeah. We don't care how old you are. If you're wearing those awful colors, you're going to get booed. Yeah. You can be in the uterus. I really don't care. <laughs> Anyway, um, for this game, Arizona versus Alabama, what was the difference in the first half and the second? I just thought the first half was, you know, I'd have to, like, really think about it. But the vibe it gave me was it was the worst half that Arizona's played all year. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, it was they, they were sloppy. They were feeding into whatever Alabama's trying to run on offense. Uh, it was just a, a really weird first half. And then you look, and Arizona was up one. I mean – I, I think, honestly, that the vibe I got at halftime was just if Arizona settles down and play its, plays its game, Alabama's not winning because Alabama was playing its game. That first half is Alabama basketball. Um, and I said before the game that there's going to be games where they shoot 23s because teams take it away from them, and there's going to be games where they have no problem shooting 43s. They went 8 for 40 from three-point land. And people are like, oh, well, if they would have gone 15 for 40, they would have won. Well, I think Arizona kind of got the vibe in the second half that they weren't hitting in threes because there were a couple times where they, they just flat out stayed home. Um, then there were a couple times where um, in the second half, Keyshawn Johnson started overplaying Grant Nelson. And I just want to say, uh, and I can say this, I think, Grant Nelson's living every white person's basketball dream. My man shot 15 threes in this game as a big man. Like, do you know how fun that must be? And sure, he made like one of them. But he still did it. He did it. And he doesn't get yelled at. And his coach is like, yeah, man, keep shooting. Like, this is awesome. There's kids, you know, when I was a kid, I dreamed of situations where I just go into a game in an NBA arena and I just shoot it every damn time I touch it. That's the dream. Wherever you are on the floor. Yeah, that is the Grant Nelson. <laughs> you went from North Dakota, wherever you were, to Alabama, and you are living the damn dream. Don't let anyone tell you 
I'm sure he's listening to this. Don't let anyone tell you that you shoot too much. In my opinion, my man, you don't shoot enough. Uh, but the difference was more. the difference was Arizona play defense, uh, settled down, decided to defensive rebound, and then really once it did that, Alabama just had nothing to offer them defensively. The refs didn't help. That was look. My dad will once in a while like Shelby gets texts from my dad once in a while too, and it's very short, and you're like, I don't even know what he's like. Like well, it's, it's gibberish. It's usually <laughs> just links. He goes, uh, where are these refs from? And I was like, they're from college Hell. basketball, Dad. And he goes, this is the worst effing ref game I've ever seen in my life. And it, yeah. I think it happened after the play. I think it was Boswell that dove for the ball, maybe. And the Alabama play, player, like, jumped on him. And they called it, they just called it, like, out of bounds or something like that. It was awful. And it was like, my mate, he, like, he just tackled him. You know it's bad. Like, Tommy has gone on a record before saying, like, he never wants a tech. Like, he doesn't. Like, we've even asked him, like, I don't I think it might have been Bruce last year or even the year before that said, like, why don't you ever get a tech? And Tommy basically said, like, well, what good does that do? That costs us points. I don't want to cost us points. And so, like, I guess what happened was after a bad call, he looked at the head of officials at the table and basically said, like, this dude sucks or something like that. Oh, said, and, there was an F word in and, there. Uh, and the ref that he said, like, teed him up because he said it to that. It was awesome. But uh, it was really. I Which one of our children texted you and said I was losing my mind? I believe Ro. Ro said that you were losing, <laughs> quote, losing your shit at the refs. And I said, well, yeah, I don't. Of course she is. I don't, I, I don't understand really, what you're talking You didn't even need to text me that. I already knew that, honey. Melting down. The best was uh, our boy Blake Keithley. Oh, Blake. Uh, I'm trying to, I, I'm going to look up this text because it was so funny. He goes, uh, uh, we need, hold on. I'm going to look, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like a really long conversation. We were talking all game, but it was, I was dying. Um, he goes, uh, Sean would have, Sean Miller would have had that guy's head on a stick. And I said, absolutely. And he said, we need to get Shelby here ASAP. Please make immediate arrangements. <laughs> and I said, she would be arrested, Blake. We need to leave town oh my God. tomorrow. I was watching where the refs go, like, during, like, the timeouts and stuff. And just fantasizing that I was, like, right there going, you fucking suck. There's a rumor, Shelby. Yeah? That you, at one point, turned the game off and put on the Netflix I... fireplace to calm down. Is this true? <laughs> yes. I was so pissed I had to calm down. That's how I, Shelby calms down. The Netflix I fireplace. I really like the, the Netflix fireplace is my happy place. I also really like the Witcher fireplace. Good Lord. Um, I'm a fire sign. It's know. fire on a TV, Shelby. It's not warm. <laughs> it's just comforting. It doesn't make sense, okay? All right. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that definitely wasn't the best. But good for Tommy. Way to show out. Get that tech. Um, individually... Who stood out to you? Uh, the, the biggest thing to me, and, it, and it's not going to show up in the box score. There's other guys that scored more than these two. But I thought the game changed with the energy, effort, defense of K.J. Lewis and Jaden Bradley. Mm -hmm. I thought that whole game was predicated on their success. And they're a bit like Jaden Bradley at one point. Like I, I texted Ben and I was like, how many points do you think Bradley has? And it was like, like we, it felt like Bradley had 15 points, but he only had four because he got in transition. He got steals. His layups in transition were super difficult. He had the one where he walked, he Euro stepped around the guy. I mean, it was, it was sick. It's not, those, those are not 
easy plays to make. And then KJ, um, he just has it, man. He's just, he's super athletic. He's super comfortable in games. And, and Tommy said after the game, and he's right, that KJ's shots have looked good. They're just not going in. And when you're formed, that's the first thing you look for, especially when a guy is slumping or shots aren't going in. Is the form still there? Does it still look like it's going to go in? Because eventually, those oh, wow. are the shots that will go in. And KJ looks comfortable. He's not forcing too much. Um, you know, this is it, it's just those two guys, to me, were the difference in the game. I, I think that they, they stood out overall. I agree with that. You know, my guy Pella. That's a good thing. Well, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, any other overall thoughts since we're looking ahead now? Yeah, we're switching to FAU. The one thing I'll say is, you know, Alabama is really weird. Because they are weird. That was the weirdest They've team. They've lost to the good teams that they've played. But they stayed, like, they were six Purdue. What was it, like, four Creighton. They were uh, close with Arizona for most of the game. 25, 30 minutes. Um, but they're, they're super, they're dumb. Like, and the reason I say that is like, when you watch that game, and I'm sure if you watch live, there were multiple times where they had an easy layup or could have drawn a foul uh-huh. and they gave it out to three and the three like, didn't go it's in. It's almost like paranoia. And it's it was weird. like, it's like one of these teams a little bit where you watch like division two and there's these coaches that will be like, we're going to get a shot up. We need to get a shot up within six seconds. Twos are bad. Threes are good. We're going to put up 73s and we're going to win games based on like pure, you know, uh, output. Right. Right. And look, there's going to be days where Alabama this season goes like 20 or 40 from three. It's going to be awesome. And just them. beats the crap out of a team. And they're also going to be a team where when they make the NCAA tournament, they're, going to be gone they're probably going to be gone in the first weekend because they're going to get cold and a mid-major is going to Just play a focused, on. steady game. Like, they are a talented team. Uh, I, You know, I, I think that because of how good Arizona is, I think some people are taking the win over Alabama for granted. Like, there's a very real chance that Alabama is a top 25 team at the end of the year. I, I absolutely think they're one of the better teams in the SEC. Yeah, I agree with that. And it is odd, the the short-sighted strategy. It is not a complete, holistic, like the way that Tommy as a coach is taking all of these different um, lessons that are learned each time they play a team and, and integrating it. And the, they'll be able to recall that when they play a mid-major in the NCAA tournament that's very similar to Alabama or very similar to Purdue. Um you know, it, it, it's an odd coaching philosophy to just be so in love with that one thing and not really train the guys to be able to, like, handle other teams. It's just odd. It's it's the whole thing with – and, like, their bigs are in foul trouble, like, every game. Like, Umar Balo drew 11 fouls in that game. Like, that's, that's wild. Yeah. And so it's – you know, again, though, like, I say this and I'm criticizing Alabama, but at the same time, like – they're they're it still works sometimes. They're not a bad team. They're really not. Um, they might be the second. No, I don't. They could be the second best team Arizona's faced this season. Mm. Purdue's won very clearly. Alabama, I could see Alabama. Alabama Duke would probably be a good game. I, I don't say know. Duke. But anyway, um, that game happened, and that was us just talking about it. Thank you for your patience. 
Also, today that we are recording this podcast is December 21st. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we do want to say happy birthday, Michael Luke. You want to say happy birthday. I don't even like that, dude. Your work wife, Michael Luke, who forgot to say happy birthday to me, but I'm not holding it against him. You're definitely holding it against Um, him. Also, I believe it's Tommy Lloyd's birthday today. It is. There's someone else's birthday. Sagittarius. Last day of Sagittarius world. No wonder you and Mike and I have crazy energy. We're all fire signs together. I don't know what I am. You just tell You're me. You're a Leo. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. You're a fire sign and, and we're compatible. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Also, Leos are drama queens. I'm not a drama you queen. You always say that. I'm not. And then you have a drama queen moment. So, um, anyway, happy birthday to everyone celebrating. I don't want to do this podcast anymore if you're going to call me a drama queen. <laughs> okay, just calm down, sweetie. Calm yeah. down. Says the girl who puts on fireplaces to calm down. Okay. I'm a man with very, I'm very even keeled, Shelby. Really? I'm very even keeled. I'm sure all of your fans think that you are. Shout out to whoever yelled at me when I was in the elevator last night. I don't know who that was, but a couple guys started screaming sheer and I gave them the deuces. So Deuces. Shout out to you guys. Nice. Um. All right, so we're going to move on to. If you see us in Vegas, make sure you come up to Shelby. Not me, just Shelby. <laughs> No, 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 no. Jason loves it when people want selfies with him, and then Brian Peterson's next to him rolling his eyes. Brian's not going to be at this game. Oh, yeah, I'm a he's, warrior. He's already going to be in Automobile. Yeah. Well, we'll he'll we'll, be in San Antonio. We're going to be in Vegas mid-afternoon. That's all you get. I'm not giving anyone We'll any be deals. around in Vegas with our daughters. I'm so trying to convince behave. Shelby to go to a, an entertainment establishment, me and my, my wife. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, can we move on now? Please. Wow. That was so loud. The dogs all looked up at you. Yeah. Uh, what type of team is FAU? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. I'm glad to ask. Uh, I actually struggled with this breakdown that I just wrote. Five minutes ago? Right. Because <laughs> FAU is... They, they play four guards in one big, right? And there's going to be lineups where they go two kind of bigs. Their power forward is um, 6'9", 200. Sometimes they go with him at center. They got a 6'8", 250 guy. Um, but, like, their power forward is John L. Davis, who is 6'4", 203 pounds. They're, they're just – it's weird. Like, it's just a, a weird team. Their average height, Shelby, mm-hmm. is 273rd in the country. Uh, as a comparison – Arizona is 39th. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at FAU, though, like, this is a good team. Like, this is one of those, yeah, they're a mid-major, they're in the AC, but they are legitimately good. Um, they lost to Bryant. That was an awful loss. But they bounced back. They beat Butler. They beat Texas A&M, who has four losses, but is pretty good in Ken Palm at 23. Um, they blew out a, a solid Liberty team. They beat Virginia Tech, who's not awful, by 34 points. 
they played Illinois in a neutral court and played relatively well, but lost that game. They're coming off a win in a neutral court against St. Bonaventure. Um, again, it, it comes down to guard play with them. They're ninth in offense in Ken Palm. They're, they're pretty solid on defense, 41st. Um, they're not fast, but they're not slow. Um, they shoot 58% from the field. That's seventh in the country. They turn the ball over a little bit, but not awful. They don't rebound all that well. They do attack the offensive class. They don't go to the free throw line a ton, but Shelby again, uh, they're 20th in the nation in three-point percentage. They're 11th in two-point percentage. They somehow block shots. Mostly it's because of their big man who we'll get to. They're very aggressive in the passing lanes and get a lot of steals. Um, they can shoot threes. Uh, they, they're pretty solid defensively. Uh, they don't go to the line very well. They just, but they're old too. They're third in the country in minutes continuity. Like he, it is very impressive that Dusty May kept this team together because the assumption last year when they made that run was everyone was going to pay their players in the, and get them in the portal and steal them. And that didn't happen. And, and Dusty May, to his credit, came back. He probably could have left for a bigger job, came back and bet on himself to make one more run. And um, they're probably in shape to do it. Like it's, it's a legitimately good team this year. They don't beat themselves a ton. Um, and it is a very unique team. Arizona will not face a team like FAU all season because of their height differential uh, in the way that they play. Interesting. Okay. What matchup are you most intrigued by? Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, the, the the Davis versus Keisha Johnson matchup is it's weird. Like, because Davis is six four and Keisha Johnson is six seven, six eight and stronger and bigger and yet John L. Davis finds does this every game and, and finds ways to score. Like Illinois is a big team and he found a way to score them. So you know slippery. It's weird because I don't think John L. Davis can guard Keisha Johnson in the block and inside and I don't think Keisha Johnson can probably guard Davis for an entire game. Um so that matchup to me is is by far the most intriguing because I, it's kind of feels like who's going to give in first, you know, like is FAU going to play a little bigger than they want to? Um, is Arizona going to go small and play Pella at the four and, and move Keisha to the five at times? It, uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting to, to see what happens. And almost, I, I almost said the coaching matchup. I think it's just intriguing because this, you know, FAU is a team of matching up with guys and all that. And this is one of those teams that, uh, it's difficult to, to match up with. Hmm. Okay. Um, is there a player in line for a big game? I'm going a little sneaky here, Shelby. Sneaky. And the reason, and, and I said this in my breakdown, I'm going, this is a surprise and I could very well regret it. Okay. FAU's big man is, uh, is very good, right? I mean, he is Vladislav Golden. He is 7'1", he's 240. He shoots a ridiculous 76% from the field. Um, he, he is legit. He gets fouled quite a bit. He blocks shots at a very high rate. He rebounds very well because he's one of the guys, you know, with his height and his teammates, of course, he rebounds well. But he can get into foul trouble. And I think that Arizona is going to feed Umar Balo the ball very early in this game and often and try to get golden on the bench. Smart. Um, and because of that, my surprise player who's in line for a big game is Umar. I actually think that Umar 
if Golden gets into foul trouble, FAU is screwed. They're just screwed because what will happen then is they're going to put a guy who's 6'8", 250 at center, or they're going to play Trey Carroll, who's 6'7", 230, and neither of those guys has any chance against Umar. Um, and, and so I'm, you know, Caleb Love was my other one that I was leaning towards. Um, but at the end of the day, I, uh, I'm i going Umar. With the big guy. Yeah. Go big or go home is what the kids say. Okay. I like it. Um, how does Arizona win this game? I just think it needs to impose its will. You know, similar to Alabama, don't turn the ball over and rebound the ball well. And I think Arizona is just the better team. I mean, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're, you're more athletic overall. Um, go out, feed the ball inside, use your size, attack the glass, take care of the ball. Uh, and then you'll be fine. Uh, defensively, they're going to have to come and defend. FAU is going to spread them out as much as possible. My guess is that they're going to kind of, similar to Michigan State, they're going to try to pick and roll Umar to death. And I'm very curious to see drop coverage and all that, how Tommy uh, attacks that overall. Again, FAU is a good three-point shooting team, but they're not Alabama. They're not going to go out and shoot 43s. That's not really their game, even though they have so many guards. But um, you know, as long as they, they bring it defensively and just, you know, show up defensively in a solid way, rebound the ball, take care of it. I, I just think they're a better team. I, I don't think that there's any major secret recipe to this one. I'm so glad you think the number 14 in the land is better than FAU. I think he's good. They're ranked. Oh, uh, I don't know what they're ranked. They're good, but they're just they're not in the top with the top dogs, you know. Um, okay. Well, last question as always, what is your prediction i usually go with the spread as you know you know what i mean uh i'm going a little bigger now the spread's not out at the time of this writing recording. uh recording i'm checking one more time but uh, i don't believe it is out it is not out uh but i i think arizona wins comfortably i i pick it 88 to 77 um i think a big when you look at the FAU-Illinois game, Illinois scored in the 90s. Uh, they shot 72% from two. And that was the biggest game, height-wise, that FAU has faced. They got what they wanted inside in that game. They didn't need to shoot crazy from three. I watched that game. Illinois got everything they wanted at the rim because of the size. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Golden uh, ate them alive. He was absolutely awesome <laughs> that game. Um, which is kind of funny if you go back, and I'm going to put the, the stats real quick of that game because it, it, it's a weird game. Golden Shelby in that game against Illinois was uh, 10 of 15 from the field for 23 points, right? Uh, the issue was that he fouled out. He had 23 points in 19 minutes, and he fouled out. Very efficient. Um, Marcus Domask, the senior in that game, had 33 points. Terrence Shannon had 33 points. Uh, I mean, they had two guys with 33 points, and their athletic guards that were 6'6 were just kind of too much. Um, Coleman Hawkins played well. I mean, they just, again, 75% inside. Um, they got to the line at a pretty decent rate. Uh, there weren't a lot of rebounds available in that game in general, but um, they made Illinois' offense look like a masterpiece. And Illinois is pretty good offensively, but they're not, you know, awesome. And, uh, you know, it, that was the type of game where you look at it and it's the only time they scored in the 90s all year. Illinois, that is, neutral court, all that. Um, you got to keep that in mind. I'm very curious about the crowd. We didn't talk about that, but I'm, I'm very curious. I'm I mean, assuming there won't be very many FAU fans, but 
I'm curious how many Arizona fans there are because of the time of year. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's almost Christmas. We're ride or die. We're going to be there. Well, yeah, Shelby. You're going to be there. You're worth at least 2,000 fans. I am. I'm going to uh, be Brielle loud. Brielle and Aurora. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 88 to uh, to 77 mm-hmm. is, uh, is what I'm going with. Okay. I respect that. I think I'm going to go 81, 71. So in the same range, maybe not quite as high. I respect that, Shelby. Thank you. I respect you. Um, I thought of something else that is important about today, December twenty first. Do you do you know why? Do you know, do you remember? We've talked about it a little bit. We got married. No. Oh no. No no no. Um, today, December twenty first. John Button Salmon died today. Yeah, that was no. in like October. Oh. I don't know. Um, December twenty first, twenty. 21 was the first time that I joined you on the Wildcat Scoop podcast. So technically, it's our anniversary podcast. You anniversary. can make you can make an argument that's the biggest day in Arizona history, podcast except anniversary. for Buds and Sam and dying. So we didn't. We had talked about at one point of doing like kind of a best of like wrap up kind Through of fun. The years but the timing right now is obviously not the best. So mm-hmm. we'll probably do I think we said we were gonna do a mailbag. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's that time it's of so year. Weird. I don't, it's so busy. I got home at three AM and I then went, he had to get up I and I went take to the bed. I had to take the girls at seven AM. Because I had a doctor appointment that was a disaster. And then we're not gonna get into that. And then Shelby doesn't know that she called me after a doctor appointment and that was what time my alarm was supposed to go off. So I put my head down and I woke up at 11.30, which is when Brielle needed to be picked up at school. <laughs> so then I said, please go to the front office. I'm late. And I go and pick her up. No, we had, we didn't have any communication. She comes out. She's like, how was your nap? I was like, how did you know? So. And by the way, I didn't mean to alarm anyone. It wasn't a disaster because of the appointment, like like the news. or It was just a establishing care kind of thing. It was just... Um, all right. I'm scared of needles. Yeah, Shelby is. Oh, wow, Shelby's put it. Shelby. I'm just gonna put it out there. Is ira- You know, like how they like irrational fear yeah. of needles to the point where I had to see a psychologist once to be able to like successfully mentally build myself into being able to like get like a blood draw, like just a standard blood draw. Um, but I had a new doctor today, and he was talking about like getting a tetanus shot. Shelby has two fears that I know of. And like number one, COVID shot. <laughs> number one, needles, and number two, penguins. Shelby is. Very, Why do you have to tell everybody everything? Very frightened about. Okay, penguins. I have very valid reasons behind these two very rational fears. We will get into the penguin thing another day. The point was, is uh. I didn't go prepared knowing I there were shots in play at this appointment. I thought it was just gonna be like a blood drop thing. And um it didn't it didn't end well. So I called Jason in like a panic and I left the appointment. I did not do any of those things and it was a super fun day. I, I feel like I lived my life in like a hilarious like comedy movie of just ridiculous things that happened to me. But anyway, Happy anniversary of the podcast, babe. Thanks, honey. I'm Two glad you uh, could join me. By. We appreciate all of our fans that Through we see the out in the world who see Under- us. And hopefully we'll see more of you in nah. Vegas um, this weekend. We have a reservation. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not telling anyone. And also, either. yeah, don't tell everyone where we're staying in our room number. We're going to run into, into them anyway. I'll be repping my Home Field Apparel bomber jacket. I'll be repping... Uh, 
bulletproof vest, 50 cent style. Nice. With a big. Love it. It's a big U of chain. A chain. You're, but you're not drama, right? No, you have a chain and a bulletproof vest. So if you see me, <laughs> if you see me in the club. Right, going down. You just combine like four different raps. You know what else is going down? The bear. Bear down. If you're listening to this, Shelby has told me she will play roulette as soon as she arrives to Vegas. Please tag her on Twitter, black or red. The winning color, we will put money on it. And if we win, we will... No, we're just going to keep the money. Yeah, we're going to keep it. But thanks.